Welcome to the Honorable Bovine Talks Politics. I'm Zach, my friends call me Cal, and we'll get into the rant and whitening right after this. Stay tuned. All right, so we're going to go over something really quick. Um, it's actually not going to be really quick. I don't know, it might be. So I've been trolling Twitter today uh, after I got off work quite a bit. Uh, after the previous episode I put up about the Twitter files last night. And it seems like the consensus is the right is saying, you know, that um, there was voter fraud, manipulation, all this stuff. Um, uh, no, not voter fraud, but manipulation in the elections, all that stuff. And then the, the left is saying, well, Trump was in office, so it, it was his responsibility. He was the one He was the one with the government portal to the to the Twitter. Um, they're trying to draw a distinction. Like, granted, I think the right is blowing this up to something a lot larger than it probably is going to be because realistically, it's like it's still a private company. At the end of the day, they made the choices to do what they did and uh, exposing that to everybody was the main point. The, if you're talking about the portals that both parties had to Twitter to request tweets and people to be taken down um, it by and large was used by the De Democratic Party by the Biden administration whatever uh, you're talking about in October so his campaign force uh, way more than it was used by Trump now like I said in the previous episode um, if I was a dad and my son was screw up like like hunter biden is um or at least was at the time i don't know if he's cleaned up his act uh sources say probably not um i would not hesitate for a heartbeat to use whatever connections i would have to take down basically pornographic images of him which was what was taken down in the um presented evidence uh, last night now maybe there's more evidence of other dissension other tweets being taken down um, uh, supposedly there's going to be a Twitter files two and three. I don't know. Tonight there's supposed to be a live Q and a, uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I will say though, and this is, this is the problem. A lot of people are drawing the distinction that, you know, if the government itself is requesting a, a private agency or a private company to take down posts like that, to editorialize their, their site uh it is it would be a direct of direct violation of the first amendment because the government is just like like i said in the last episode government and uh big tech should not be together just like there shouldn't be no church and state together you just don't mix you leave each other alone you know that's the whole thing it's like you're it's vital that there be a free press and to have a free press you need a free town square and that's pretty much what Twitter is. That's pretty much what the online social medias are, is a town square. And if it's not free and unbiased, then stuff runs out of control a lot faster. Um, you can see this back in history. Every time it's happened, it's never been a good outcome. So just bear that in mind. Now, the worrying thing is, a lot of people are saying, well, Trump was in office. Biden was in office, so he wasn't the government. No, but he was running for the government. 
He was running for office. Okay. If now, granted, I will wholesale say that the tweets that were asked to remove were just pornographic of his son. Perfectly understandable. Probably needs probably needs to deal with. I don't know what tweet was taken down from real James Woods. Maybe that was directly about the Hunter Biden laptop. I don't know. That wasn't covered. I don't think that was dug up. Um, but the other ones were, and I already said that's an understandable reason. Now, if if the Biden uh, people uh, pre-election were going through and asking Twitter to take down certain people or to take down certain tweets, then yes, that's still, in my book, a violation of the First Amendment. Because in the process of campaigning to be the president... You and your people are trying to represent the best of this country in the position that you're trying to hold. If you do it to get office, you do it to keep an office, and you do it to screw over other people, and you would do it for, for personal gain and for political power. So to me, I look at it like there is no difference between a candidate running for president and an incumbent president when it comes to whether or not they would ask, ask a social media company to censor speech. There's really, there's really no difference there to me. Because it's, what are they going to do? They're going to use the, use the portal beforehand, but once they're in, they're never going to use it again? No, that's not how this works. Everybody should know that's not how it works. And what I'd be interested to hear from Elon is if these portals still exist and they're still going to exist moving forward with his Twitter. Because realistically, they should not. I mean, there's one, it's one thing, and I'm sure Elon would probably agree with this too. Like, if, say for instance, with the whole pornographic materials of Hunter Biden out there, if, if Biden would have called or contacted Elon, not using that portal, and just been like, look, man, I really... I don't want to see my son like that, and I don't want other people to see my son like that. I'm sure, as a father, Elon would understand, and he would probably have that removed anyway. You know, totally. And I don't think any father would be uh, against that. You know, I don't think anybody would be un not understanding that. Whatever side of the aisle you're on. Like, I'm not a Biden fan, but, you know, as respecting a father, I would, and, and son relationship, I don't blame that at all. My question is, like I said, is there other tweets and other things that, the uh, not the Democratic Party as a whole. I'm sure they did, and the more of that information is supposed to come out. But uh, what I'm what I'm thinking of is is there is there more tweets and people that the Biden campaign or administration before they got elected or even after requested Twitter to get rid of? Because that that right there is the is the kicker. And I'm also interested to see how many requests the Trump administration put in there and how many of them were actually fulfilled. Because as, as Matt Taibbi uh, eloquently put it, you know, there was, there's a 98% bias toward left-wing politics in Twitter. Um, so both sides might have the portal to use it, but... How often is one side even being listened to? How often are those emails even being opened? You know what I mean? That's 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 the clincher. And I'd like to see 
I'd like to see the, the, the paper trail on that too. You know, it's not just a left wing thing here. You know me, I'm a cent. I try to be as even minded and even handed as I possibly can with stuff like this. You know, it's like the big thing that this opens up between this and Zuckerberg's interview on, uh, Joe Rogan a few months back is understanding that there is a direct line from the government to social media companies and understanding that that asking any social media company to not, uh, to not publish something, to not allow something to circulate, um, it's a little bit extreme. Now, like I said, you can, the, if nothing else, the, the, what was reported last night by Matt Taibbi was, was definitely uh, eye-opening. Uh, not that we didn't really know what was going on in the first place, but it showed exactly how deep and how committed certain individuals on Twitter were to making sure the election went as planned. You know what I mean? Or not as planned, but you know, like they wanted to make sure that Trump was out and Biden was in. Actually, I don't even think they really cared whether it was Biden or some a dead body. They just wanted Trump out, which, you know, it is what it is. You know, with private company, they can do whatever they want, you know. But uh, it was surprising, and other people have made this comment as well. It was surprising. Uh, his report included that there was so much dissension and like, wait, are we supposed to do this? Can we do this? Is this okay to do type of thing as far as the Hunter Biden story went? Because, and I'm still a little shaky on the details on whether or not the, uh, the uh, hacked material policy was actually even a policy before this or they just made it up on the spot. Um, I believe it was, it was an existing policy only because later on it stated I don't even think Matt even said this. I think it was just stated from uh, from uh, one of the other people at Twitter, former employee. It's previously that policy would only be enacted if they got direct communication from law enforcement that that was an act was a, for sure a hacked material, and then they would take uh, appropriate precautions that it wouldn't be shared around or retweeted. They would never go into someone's private messages because that was something that was reserved only for going after uh, child porn. So, but they did that with the Hunter Biden story. They actually deleted people's personal messages trying to, trying to share it. That was reported last night. The uh, there's plenty of of the in the conversation of you know we we, we, we this this isn't going to hold up. Like I said in the previous episode, even Rokana contacted Vijaya Gotti and said, hey, this isn't going to, this is not good. This is a violation of free speech. This is, he he, um, mentioned a previous court case that it could bolster, like Section 230 was uh, on shaky ground if this, if they kept on keeping the censoring up. But through all of that point making, you know, props to Ro Khanna, props, because, you know, you spend so much time listening to a political party constantly bash the other political party and act as if their party is perfect. It's nice to see that at least behind the scenes, some of them still bash each other and say, hey, yo, stop this madness, you know? And that's fine, and that's great. That's good to see. Like uh, Musk said, this is a very important uh, length to go through for uh, restoring public trust. It's vital. It's wholly vital that public trust gets restored and transparency is the only way it's going to happen 
you know, uh, I guess Vijay Gotti got on there, uh, former, what was it, health and safety? I think that's what she was, the lawyer for Twitter, uh, the one that was pretty much putting her foot down, saying that this story ain't getting out 100%. Also the one that was on Joe Rogan years ago with uh, Jack Dorsey and Tim Poole, and they were going over why the TOS is biased. And, and yeah, anyway, it was a great episode. Like 12 million people have watched it on YouTube. I go watch it. It's great. It's a great episode. Because the the point Tim made, I remember, was that you in, in their terms of service, it says you can't misgender somebody. But misgendering from people on the right from their perspective is different than misgendering people from the left and the the version that twitter talks about is misgendering from the left so that's literally in their terms of service in their rules they have a left-wing bias you know and they didn't even answer that question appropriately on what they what they would do in those situations or or like what what they didn't explain themselves which you know cool they showed their colors back then but it was years later before it actually came to light. Vijaya Gotti reportedly cried when she found out Musk was buying Twitter. It's like, this was probably why. Uh, I guess there's, he has come out and reported that uh, she's absolutely, she's absolutely upset that Musk put, uh, didn't censor any of the names on any of the internal messages because now it puts her and others in harm's way. It's like, um, well, if you wouldn't have been a dick, <laughs> you probably wouldn't be in that situation. Not to say violence or anything like that is ever a good thing. And I don't think any violence would come from it, honestly. You know, maybe there might be one nut job, but good luck trying to find her. She's not really um, on the top 100 most famous people in the world list where you can look up her address online somewhere. So, I mean, you probably could with enough digging, but no. Just no. But. It's <laughs> it's going to be interesting tonight. I'm going to get up early tomorrow and go through all the 2.0 tweets and probably have an episode out early. I'm off work tomorrow, so I'll have one out in the morning. I'm really interested to see what happens. I'm really excited to see what happens. I I want to know more about the shadow banning because that's really interesting to me. The shadow ban has been a concept that's been going on for years um, throughout all the, the big tech platforms. And most of the time, even the big tech platforms and you know people on the left would say, oh, it doesn't exist. It's just a myth. Uh, well, according to Matt Taibbi, he has information on how it works. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, that's the end of the episode pretty much. If you guys want to tune off, you can tune off. But I'm just going to do a little house, uh, home, home cleaning, house, house, house cleaning, uh, whatever, whatever they call that when you actually say the things you got to say for your, for your podcast. So what I'm probably going to do is when breaking news hits, I'm probably going to make these short, like little 15 to 20 minute episodes. And when uh, I just want to go on one of my rants, I'm going to label the rants rants. Those are actually going to be probably anywhere between a half hour and 45 minutes. If it's just breaking news or a take that I have about a certain thing, then I will be putting it up in a shorter audio format for 15 to, 15 to 20 minutes. Just so you guys know, that's how I'm going to run this from now on because 
you know, normally before I would just wait till I got really pissed off about something and I just rant and I had no direction to how I wanted the, wanted the, the, uh, podcast to go. So I'm pretty much going to run it like some news uh, pundits run their YouTube channels where they do smaller videos and then every once in a while to do a big one. So I'm just going to do the same format, but over here on Anchor and Spotify and iTunes and all the good, good places. So, um, leave a like leave a comment if it's a possible whatever podcast platform you're listening to some of them it is some of it it isn't um if you have any questions comments uh, uh points concerns good faith arguments stuff like that my email should still be in my description description of this podcast uh y'all have a good day be good to each other and i'll see you in the morning with Probably two Twitter files, two uh, files 2.0. Cheers. <laughs>